All right. Welcome, everyone, to the next episode of Dude, Where's My Flashlight? Today, we have master class teacher Dennis Smith of the Ball of Light. Dennis, from down under, rock on, brother. How are you, man? I am on top of the world. I, I, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a reasonably uh, cool day here in South Australia. We've had, uh, it's been all over the news, you know, South Australia and Australia has been on fire for the past uh, week or so. It's been 40 plus degrees centigrade, which is like a million Fahrenheit. Um, and today is one of the first days I don't have the air conditioner on. But dude, I am in a uh, super, super amazing space in my in my, in my head. Um, good. It's, it's good times, and I'm super, super stoked to be connecting with the community through this great podcast. Well, thank you so much. It's nice to hear, especially coming from you. You've been inspiring to me and, and thousands of people out there. And your your story, uh, your tools, your light, the quality you bring, the connection you bring to this community is second to none, brother. And I can't tell you how happy I am to sit down with you today. My friends, so we're sitting in the new uh, space and I can tell by the smile on your face and the smile on my face how happy we are to have you land in such a beautiful spot. It's a heritage building. Can you just walk us through what it is, how special it is and what your plans are for it? Wicked. So we're, we're in a part of Adelaide or, or Australia called Port Adelaide and Port Adelaide was the, the it's, it's a port. It's a beautiful place. Uh, it's really interesting for people that are from outside Australia. This building was built in 1877, which in Australian terms is really old, uh, but it's hilarious because Europe and, you know, I know in Europe, you know, 1877 is nothing, whatever. But um, in real terms, it's an old building. But I live, uh, it takes me seven and a half minutes to drive to my house um, from here. And I've always wanted to have a space. I wanted to have a space initially to do workshops. Uh, I was looking for a big space, do workshops and bits and pieces. Um, but that was always going to be really expensive. And what happened is I, I've got a studio at home, uh, which initially, you know, three or four or five, six years ago when we bought the house, oh, we bought the house eight years ago, but it was a little photography studio. Uh, but then what happened is I started making the tools and that just went crazy. So my, my absolutely gorgeous wife, she let me sort of take over one of the bedrooms in the house and then another bedroom in the house. And then I built a shed and all of a sudden it just got ridiculous. And I realized uh, this year that um, it just wasn't going to fly for too much longer. And so I was looking around and, and my wife, Kyrie, she found this place and it is gorgeous, man. It is tiny. It's 70 square meters, but what I've got is downstairs here, I've got a, a gallery, so I'm displaying a bunch of my art. Uh, and for the first time ever, uh, when people ask me, can I come and have a look at the tools, I can say yes. So we're building a little display here. Um, and upstairs is all manufacturing. So I've got my office where I do my editing stuff and I've got three rooms that are just totally dedicated to manufacturing light painting tools. So it's really exciting on a bunch of levels. Um, but the most important thing about the whole thing is we get a home back. We're gonna have our house back because my wife has a business. It's funny, she has a building. It takes two minutes and 30 seconds to walk to it here in the port. Yeah, it's amazing. So she has a space, she's a counselor. She looks after people's souls. And uh, so, yeah, we've got two places here in the port. And as people, I like to say everyone, because I hope everyone sees it, I'll be making a, I'll be doing a full noise video tour through the space. 
But um, the simple answer to your question, Aaron, is, is this is going to be a space that is just going to be full of love. Uh, it's where I'm going to connect with people. Um, it's where it's a place where uh, it'll be a safe place for, for, for me and for other light painters and my friends and close friends. And hopefully, um, yeah, just enlighten a few more people as to what light painting is. Well, that was a long answer to that very simple yeah. question. No, I, <laughs> I love it, my friend. And I cannot wait to step through the front door and uh, give you a big hug someday. I, I'm looking forward to that moment. Um, you know, we share a, a very similar uh, passion in life. And I think the passion of spreading this art form and spreading this light and using light painting as a healing tool and as therapy is, is quintessential to this, uh, the, to this earth's uh, happiness. And, and we share the same goal. And my friend, I wanted to say thank you from, from the bottom of my heart and everyone else for, for doing what you do. And not only you do it with a passion, but you do it with quality. It's like you're like you're like the King Midas that everything you touch turns to gold. You know, in in your products, listen, Dennis, in your products, they are top, my friend. They are they are quality. You, this is not you do not do anything that's less than one thousand percent in your behind the scenes videos, in your tutorials, in your blog, in everything you do is top quality and passion and love. Thank you, my friend. I want to talk a little bit about light painting as therapy and how therapeutic it is. How is it therapeutic for you? Oh man! So for those of the for, for, for those I, I for those people that don't know, I started light painting ten years ago. Like this, 2019 has been this amazing series of anniversaries, and they're all around ten years. I bought my very first camera in 2009. Uh, and sorry if this is boring to people who know the story. I'll keep it. I'll, keep, I'll make. I'll give it the 60 second version. So, in 2008, I had a really serious uh, mental and nervous breakdown in New Zealand. I, I was a, a really high end sales guy and was sort of crushed by the global financial crisis and and had a had a pretty bad fall mentally. My incredible wife uh, scooped me up off the ground. We sold everything and we had a fuck ton of stuff it was ridiculous i was living this life thinking that the more cars and the bigger the house the more suits i had I, that was success right bullshit so i was brainwashed uh and, and anyway we came to australia with a with a half a 20 foot container and a, and a suitcase and uh went and moved into my wife's mother's spare bedroom uh where where i started to recover a lot of counseling, a lot of um, therapy, a lot of just just trying to make myself and my brain better. And a part of that healing uh, was buying a camera. So I bought my very, very first camera in 2009. I've never owned a camera before that um, and started walking around South Australia, which is the place I was living, which is just absolutely gorgeous, taking photos, you know, exploring uh, um the, the region I was staying in. And anyway, I was posting my photographs to Flickr um, and discovered light painting, the light, light junkies page on, on Flickr uh, and, and kind of got addicted to light painting very quickly. So 10 years ago, and what it did mate is light painting did a couple of things. It, uh, it allowed me to explore uh, the landscape around me and doing that by by proxy, 
it helped me heal, right? But it did, it did something that I, I forget to talk about sometimes, but this is what it, this is one of the most important things that light painting did for me, right? Is uh, we, we do it at night. <laughs> so you get in the car and you jump in the car and you drive off to do your light painting. But I was drinking way too much, like trying to just ridiculous. I was a world champion drinker. And what I did is my, my wife would say to me, yeah, maybe you shouldn't go out tonight after you've been drinking. So I thought what I did is I thought, well, let's, let's knock it on the head for a bit, see what happens. And here we are on the 1st of November, uh, I celebrated 10 years. So I've been 10 years sober. And so what that did, so all of these things that happened and, and what happened is uh, I, I discovered nature, I discovered myself and what, what, light painting and really specifically light painting not not photography in general but light painting taught me a whole lot of things it taught me about uh, discovery it taught me uh and, and here's a cool thing so when you look at one of my photographs so this this image here right is a good example so i'm in there spinning that orb for 90 seconds spin 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 walk out but it's about a six minute exposure and this amazing thing started happening as I would like do my light painting and then I'd be standing around and go, well, what do you do, right? So I started sitting on the ground, crossing my legs and meditating. Like, like not, not a formal sort of meditation, right? But I would just look and I'd just breathe and I would relax. I mean, off in the distance, I'd hear the click of the shutter closing and I'd wander over and then just go, what? <laughs> And this cycle started to happen, right? Where I'd go, well, I want to go out more. And so I'd go out again every other night, maybe on, and I'd go away on these trips. And it would just be the cycle of waiting during the day, relaxing, meditating, thinking. Uh, you know, there was no Facebook or social media back then. And so it was genuinely just sitting around, waiting and exploring. Uh, and here we are 10 years later. Yeah, still it, doing the same. Still doing the same thing. You know, and and it's funny. And it's if you find the real passion in your true walk of life, then you have unbounded energy to put into it, right? Limitless energy. And so, you know, I see all of these endeavors and all of the success and the and the trials and tribulations it it's taken you to get to where you are, which is light years beyond anyone else. And the perseverance and the energy comes from passion. And yeah. And I love the fact that you talked about, it's fascinating that you talked about sitting down and meditating between each shot. Yeah. And, and, and almost, it almost is, feels like for me, when I do the same thing, is that I'm reflecting on the muscle movement, the emotional movement, the spiritual connection I am to the environment that I'm in. It could be in a studio, but most of the time I'm in nature. Um, and I go back and before that click even happens, I know, like when an NBA player or when a basketball player or when a footy player shoots a goal, he already knows that it's going in and where it's going in. And I know you feel the same way. And I think that comes from a strong mental game of meditation and connection. Yep. Yeah, well, it, that's exactly it. And, and it becomes addictive, like really addictive, you know. I, it, it, and we'll, we'll touch on this, I have no doubt, before we end. But... It, like it's changed, it's different now because yeah. it's all sorts, of, it's wrapped up in all sorts of things. And, and it has changed, Dennis. Can we be specific? Yeah, well, it, I've it, been doing it for two years and you've got 10 years. So, in, from 10 years until now, 
explain some of the major differences and let's go through them. Wicked. So, so, so what, what changed for me is it became, uh, so I started doing workshops really quickly. I, I had this incredible passion. I had this thing. I was like, I've discovered this thing. Everybody in the world needs to know about it. Like it was like a cult. I like, yeah, yeah, you need to come in. You, you, you know, here's the thing because universally, man, like everyone would look at the back of the camera and go, what? You know, and it doesn't matter. You you can have seen light painting a million times online, but at the first time you see it on the back of your camera and realize that it's real and it's not some weird Photoshop composite, it will blow your mind. But so, yeah, it was incredible. So the workshop thing started and I like I still do workshops now and and they, they've evolved and changed quite a bit. But it's like there's, a, there's an old adage and that's that, uh, you know, a mechanic always has the shittiest car or, or a builder has the dodgiest house. You know, there are some things that have suffered for me. And, and, and a big part of that is that very little of my light painting these days until about two weeks ago, which we'll touch on, uh, is for me. Unfortunately, it, it, it over the last sort of three to four, maybe five years, it, it became about everyone else. Mm. And some things suffered. Mm hmm. Uh, some things suffered around that and, and the things that I, it's not ironic because I often what happened mate is uh, all of the things that I loved about light painting or that I love about light painting started to, to struggle and that is every time I was going out I was doing a workshop it's like boom 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 focused energy energy every time I was out making a you know, I'd, I'd be going out testing tools for the shop, you know. People don't understand that. People go, oh, well, there's a ball of light tool or this tool or that tool. Fuck, man, it, like, takes hours and hours of testing and testing and testing. You know, when I ship something to the other side of the world, it's got to work, you know. It's got to be the, the shit's going to get beaten. At. So I'm out doing that. Or more more, more recently, um, you know, it, it, it just got to the point and, and it, and 2019 was a great example where it became about everyone else completely and not about me. Very rarely did I go out and do any light painting that was just purely for my soul. Um, it, it was about helping someone else be better, promoting my workshops and tools. Uh, and, and, and there were many times, mate combined with some other stuff where I nearly gave up, literally. Like about two years ago, I just about turned the switch off several yeah. times. Yeah, no. Uh, I hope if ever you have a thought like that, you'll reach out to the community and myself. We're always here for you, mate. Um, and well, his, well, and I'll, I, I'll, I want to follow up on this real quick, Dennis, because I think I think every single light painter has had the same switch in their in their eyesight. And I want to talk more about specifically, if we zoom in, I want to talk about the strength in your heart to not reach for the switch. And something inside of you, something from a higher power has said, Dennis, you are gifted. You have a message and love to send the world. Do not stop this. Do not stop this. Yeah. Right? And, and, I, and I want to talk about that. Was there a moment in time uh, besides the the past before you even started light painting? I want to talk about the similarities to just saying when your back is against the wall and you feel like the ceiling is lowering and you can't get out. How do you lift that ceiling back up slowly, methodically and thoughtfully and with the strength of love? Say, I got this. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, it's hard, man. Like it, it is so hard. And, and, and what I do is I sit. Like I go and I sit and, and it takes so long to do it, but it'll, it, 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 it I, I just bring it in. I bring it into here and, and, and you have to strip away this sort of clawing at you from all avenues going, I want some, I want some, give me, give me, give me. I, I tell you the thing, man, it's my wife so often. She will, she will say to me, my wife and my business partner, Sam, right? They, they are the two people that are closest to me. And it's interesting because neither of them are light painters. I, I, I get a lot from my, and there's two other guys, but there's a lot of people. I get it from externally. And what it is, is that I, by my nature, I give, 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 give. And then I'm disappointed when it doesn't come back, right? So I'm disappointed when I either don't satisfy uh, this is good. This is interesting. I'm, I haven't really sort of thought about this a lot. It's great. But <laughs> so I, I, when I feel like I've given a lot and I'm not getting anything back, uh, it pains me. You know, and I, and, but what happens is I'm reminded by people close to me that, that, uh, that what I do is good and what I, and to keep doing it. And, and then, and so I'll, I'll relay something that's happened to me quite recently that will, I think will answer your question. 2018 nearly killed me. I, I was going so hard. Easter Island, uh, we went up to the Himalaya. It was just ridiculous. Like I just wanted to be, I just wanted to just do everything all of a sudden and, and, it, and it literally nearly killed me. So I decided I was going to change out of top gear for 2019. So I went from sort of, you know, fifth down to fourth gear. And it was really good. Like, I was like, yeah, I went into the year going, this is great. You know, things are good. I'm feeling great, you know. Planned to go to Europe. Uh, we went to New Zealand. So I went to, yeah, I went to Europe, Spain and Germany, which was incredible. Um, but, man, I came back from, from there wrecked again. Like, it, it, I came back with an ankle injury and, uh, and, 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 yeah, it was really difficult. So what I did, mate, is I, I sat down with my wife and with my business partner, Sam, and they just said to me, look, like, you got to stop doing this. It's like, yeah. why? Well, not, no, they didn't say you have to stop doing it. They, they, they prompted me to ask myself why. And it was, it was really hard to, uh, to answer that question, Aaron, because here's the thing is my immediate go-to is, well, you know, I just want to go to Europe and I, and I want to show as many people as I can all these things and, and I want to, I want to, this passion that I have to, to be shared and, uh, and all of that. I'll be really honest with you. This is a difficult thing to say. Uh, a huge part of it is satisfying the ego. Uh, there is something incredible about going, being an international photographer and going somewhere and people paying to come and do a workshop with you. The, the oh, reality is that, that those things only ever cover your costs. I always come back having hemorrhaged money, but that's a, that's a whole other thing. But I came back and, and couldn't do it. So anyway, here's the, here's the thing, and this was the hardest thing for me to do this year. I was literally meant to be in Saudi Arabia today, uh, pulled that. I was going to be going to the UK uh, the first half of next year, and then just after that, the US. So the West Coast, the, these are things that were all in the planning phases. Yeah, hang on. <laughs> and then back to New Zealand and then a few things around Australia. I sat down the other morning and, and pulled them all. So I'm not going to the UK, not doing the US. I'm not even going interstate. 
or any light painting things, I've brought it all back, back to here, back to here, back to this space. I'm going to give some love to my wife uh, and to my other business and just reassess kind of why it is I do what I do, right? And so that I think that answers your question is I, I felt like I was doing this cycle where I was waking up some mornings and going, why am I doing this? It's so stressful. It's so hard. But that's not why I like paint. I like paint for me. And so I brought it all back. So when things are pressing down and hard, mate, that's what I did is I just totally brought it back inside. And I asked myself, is the world going to survive without me in it? out in it for a thing I, think I, I don't know if that answers your question man I, I think it does um, uh, it's, it's funny because we have if you don't have purpose in your in your painting or even in your life yeah. then then you and, and if you are uh, somehow painting from an ego standpoint that yeah. will dry out that that oh, yeah. has, that has a finite capacity on it um and uh that really will, but if you find something that's uh a giving if yeah. you can give your love and your passion of this art form and and i think the intrinsic return or gift in exchange of that is seeing the happiness of the people that you're sharing this with and oh my god think about those smiles how many smiles how many genuine smiles dennis have you created how many images, how many uh, captures have you captured of somebody in a portrait that they look at themselves just like you got back from Berlin and said, this is how those awesome master artists see me and they painted me like this for me for once. God. Can we talk about that portrait? Can we talk about Light Up Berlin real quick? Hilarious. It's a hilarious story how I ended up in Europe on this trip. So I've been to Germany before doing a few things, but good friends with Frodo, right? Yeah. Dark light, children of dark light. So I'm yeah. good friends with Frodo and, and, and I've always loved Iris. I met them in, in Journey before. And anyway, uh, Ivan from Light Painting Paradise and I have always thought about doing a thing. You know, I'd love to have one of his tools sitting up here. So we were Skyping and I was chatting with Ivan. And of course he speaks Spanish and very little English. And I was, so Frodo was, we had, there was me, him and Frodo and Frodo was translating. And I literally, I just sat here and I went like this, like, that's it. This is ridiculous. I can't do this. Like you just, you need, I'm coming to Spain. And they were like, what? And I went, I'm coming to Spain. I need to do it. Anyway, next 24 hours later, ticket booked to Spain, went up there, had an amazing time. Yeah. Got to, but, but, but what happened, there's a whole lot of things happened. I loved Ivan. We, we were literally using Google Translate while we were chatting. But, but we did a thing and I loved the guy, but I got to hang out with Frodo, a guy who for years I have been like, oh, he, he's, he just has this, I think we're quite similar. He has this driving passion and, and just wants to spread the light as well. So I got to go up and he was making these portraits with me and it was, it was astonishing for the first time for me really ever is being like inserting myself. Like you say, I was on the other side of the camera. And I was these things, I'm getting goosebumps, man, like thinking about it. I was going behind the camera and looking at these images that Frodo was creating of me and just being like, just, I, I felt like a kid. I felt like, um, yeah, it, it, I was in heaven. I couldn't believe it. I felt so honored. I respect him so much. 
then we pissed off over to Germany to light up Berlin. So because I was already going to be in Europe, we teed up with that. Me and Rob Turney and I, uh, who's, who's a great friend of mine, Rob, um, yeah, yeah, legend. We we went over to Berlin together, uh, yeah, and hooked up with uh, Gunnar and Sven and all of those guys. It was a no-brainer for me to be there um, while I was over there, and I did some workshops and stuff, but a, but a whole lot of other things happened. You know, I met these absolute legends of light painters who for years I have respected. And the funny thing is, and I don't think I'm out of place in saying this, is, you know, when I, sometimes when I arrive in these places, um, I, I forget that I've been around for a bit and I'm a bit old and grey and some of these guys are all in and they're like, oh, here's Dennis Smith. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm, you know, <laughs> it's you. <laughs> no, 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 the other way around. And so, yeah, we got to like spend three or four days of, of going out and and um, and doing light painting with these guys. And one of the portraits that um, uh, that we're going to take a look at was was captured there. Um, uh, one of the guys got to hang out with Sam Mass. And and the beautiful thing is that we we the night before Light Up Berlin, Rob and I went up to a, another place where Sam was uh, and and a few other guys. And I walked in the room and I didn't know he was going to be there. And I saw him across the room, light painting. There was him and another guy and me and Rob. And I was just like, oh, my God. I was like, oh, we're over there. And he grabbed me and he was doing these portraits around me. And, oh, my God, man, like, truly. He's designing me a tattoo. This this space here is going to be a Sam Mass tattoo. He... he oh. And the and the cool thing the cool thing is, mate, and and this is this is something that that I discover when I go away. People people think about, and this is the thing with uh, light painting. We only really ever see light painting, it, you know. So, like I print a lot of stuff. I'm surrounded by my own work printed, but but light painting by its nature, because it's digital, is two dimensional. And I'm a massive massive advocate for this. What makes a um, uh, so when I was in Spain, we went to the, 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 the big Spanish art gallery and I, I was lucky enough to see some Goya. Now, Goya is a Spanish artist. He's one of my like, I idolize him as an artist. Right. But it was the first time I got to see his black series, which I've, I've adored forever. Right now, if you walked into the gallery and you saw one of the paintings, you'd go, well, it's a painting, you know. But because, you know, Goya and you can study his history, it adds a third dimension. And I've tried to bring that into my light painting. As I see, so so I might see uh, uh, something of yours, right? And I see it and it's a thing and there's some landscape and there's a woman and there's a portrait and all that sort of thing. But it's only ever two dimensions, right? Once you start to understand an artist and you understand a bit about them, a bit where they've come from, why they go out and do their light painting, the intent of the light painting, you might learn something about the person or whatever. Well, that happens to me all the time. And when I met Sam properly, for the, I met him once in Germany before, but we got to meet each other properly. You realize how unbelievably cool this guy is. Like, Sam Mash is the coolest light painter on the planet. Like he is for way too cool. He's you walk in the room, he's like, I am nice. It's like, dude, paint me there. Anyway, you hang out with him. And he's and you, so so what happens, Aaron, is is our art gets a third dimension, right? So so it, it immediately has depth. When you look at an image of mine, like one of these. You know, you know, you don't have to look far to, to know what's happening to me when I'm in this place. When I'm up there, I, I, it, it's, I'm, I'm, there's all these other things. And so it's not just a ball of light in the Australian outback. 
takes seven hours to get there. You sit around in 50 degrees waiting for, you know, once you know all those things, it's incredible. And Germany did that a whole lot for me. It was an opportunity. It was an opportunity for myself and a bunch of other light painting artists to connect with community, the, the general community. We got to hang out together, share knowledge, share stories, share light. There was a lot of collaborations. It was stunning, man. Yeah, you know, and that's fascinating. I love to hear the fact, and I love to hear the response from your master class, and and the response from other teachers teaching other classes. Now you're teaching those teachers. You are master class teaching master teachers, and their response is so positive, Dennis. It was yeah. so rewarding and so much value to have you there and teaching and you learning from them. I mean, and I, I hear next year, Colorado Light Up Colorado 2020 with Dan Roberts, there might be a similar kind of schooling where we have classes during the day, we collaborate and, and converse and hang out during the night. I don't think there's a better way to spend our time as a community than in those kind of situations. I had this, I, I, I had this, um, uh, keeping, it, keeping it short, so I, I have this real simple philosophy, right? When I go to another city or another town or another country and I do an event, I always want there to be other light painters there. And I'll tell you why, is I want them to see how I deliver a workshop because I'm very good at it. I've been doing it a long time. I know how to connect with people. I know how to tell the message. So if there's another light painter there with me at that event, I'm like, you need to watch real close because when I leave, I want you to do this. Yeah, like you're going to teach. I want to teach you or, or not teach. That's not really fair, but I, I want you to see how it happens. And, 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 Long story short, three years ago, I was going to the UK and I booked four workshops through the UK and I planned to do this. Phil Fisher, uh, you know, a bunch of guys were going to meet me at each event and I was literally going to, here are my assistants, and then when I leave, give them everything to, to do it. It didn't end up happening. I got refused entry into the UK and we had to give all the money back and leave. It's a horror story. It's a long story. Oh, no. I know, man. It's like, oh, shit. But that's always my goal. I want it to be like a web, uh, like a, um, what, what, you know, I, I want it to be exponentially grow. The more of us who, who, the more of us who pass on the knowledge we have on how to teach and how to show people to light paint, dude, like it's crazy. We, we have these, I'm doing these meetups. I, I did one recently on the beach just down the road here. I just put the call out on social media. Uh, we're going to be down the beach. It's free. Anyone can come. And I'm going to do some demos out. 120 people turned up on a windy, cold night. Yeah, it was ridiculous, man. Like a hunt in a little city like Adelaide, 120 people. It was awesome. Like we got heaps of video and photos. I'll share some with you. But, but you know, there were some people I didn't know were there were standing in the background watching from behind the people on the beach. And universally, man, like universally, people are just tripping balls. And I know if only 10% of them leave and they pursue the light painting, and, and, and they all know why we're there. Yeah. They yeah. all know they why we're there, man. And, and Germany was the same. Everyone knew why we were there. Yeah. Yeah, the spreading love and light. I mean, I, I, can't, I can't find a better reason uh, for me personally to do this. Why would we not share this? Um, well, you know, yeah, totally. Like, it, it, although it's, it's complicated, right? It's complicated. <laughs> you know, it's, it gets, it gets and it's it, a lot it, of hard work. It's a lot of hard work, you know. Work, and it's a lot of work, and it's a lot of time. And 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 you know, this year 
uh, this in this tiny little space here. I'm doing this mini these mini workshops. Six people are going to come into this room. We're going to do these walks. That's how I'm going to satisfy my my uh, my light painting uh, uh, teaching bug. But yeah, it, it's you know sharing sharing is what our community was built on. Uh, sharing is is uh, openness is what it was built on. Um, you know, it, it over the years there's 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 some complexities have come into that as soon as money's involved, you know, it gets a little complex. But I think I think as a community we're managing that really well. I think I think there's a there's a there's a deep enough level of respect amongst us that uh, that that it always works itself out. You know, if this if people are maybe doing things they shouldn't be doing, it works itself out and it's fine. So long as everyone just comes from a place of genuine love and a, like a real genuine care for each other and a genuine love, it will always work itself out. You know, bad eggs always float to the top and wander off. You know? yeah. <laughs> they do. And, and, and any community, all, all we have to do, I think, as a community, mate, and Aaron, I do this all the time, if I have trouble, and I have trouble all the time online, it's it's a it's a vicious place. I always just sit back and breathe. In the early days, I would attack. I was like a rabid dog, man. I'd be like, Rah! now now I just pause, sit back, turn the internet off, go read a book, go for a walk, and come back and relook at things. And more often than not, man, is what happens is I I see people behaving inappropriately online, and they're not well. Like someone they they. You know they they just need to take a just relax a bit as well and 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 I, I always hope that people who behave like dicks online just step back and 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 go one day they go and it's happened to me I, I get every now and then I get messages from people who I got a message from someone recently Aaron this is a true story six years ago they said something online to me and in public was so inappropriate. I just got this message out of the blue going, man, I was thinking about that thing that happened the other day and I'm really sorry. And I was like, okay, rad. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, social media is a whole, we could do a whole podcast on social media, man. All people have got to realize, all people have to realize is when you look at my Instagram feed and my Facebook feed, you only see the shit I want you to see. You don't see the, the, the other stuff, you know. You, and and you got to remember that with everybody, you know. Don't yeah. use don't use social media as a guide as to what is good photography. Don't look at social media as a way to, to judge yourself and and and, uh, and and make decisions about what good photography is or isn't. You know, it's so. I, I use this as an analogy, and I and I and I want to share this because it, it just popped out of me the other day. If you look at a barrel of used used oil engine oil or, or a container of used engine oil it's black and sludgy and uh, stinks and it smells you put you get an eyedropper and you drop a, a little piece of water on the top what happens oh, you get this film of just the most beautiful colored swirls and it's you just look at it and you just want to just look at it forever and forever that's what my photography is like you don't see all the sludge and the black shit smelly shit you only see the beautiful slither of perfection on the top. Well, okay, that's probably taking it a bit far. But you only see the nice, pretty stuff, right, on yeah. the top. People have got to, to realise that you only get to see people's gold. You don't see the, 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 the orbs that smashed into the ground or the ones, the nights that we go out and get nothing. 
You know, I get messages from people, I get messages all the time. Oh man, I'm struggling to get my orbs. It's got a weird thing at the top or the bottom or whatever. Um, I don't know. And I'm like, oh, like, sure, I'm here. I'm here for you. Like, how many, how long have you been spinning? Oh, like a week. You know, like, oh my God. I mean, like, you know, I spun like 50 orbs. And I'm like, here's another great example. This one on the wall here, right? It's hilarious. It, it, it's a completely, you know, it's sketchy as all, but it's one of my favorite photos ever. You know, perfection, yeah. perfection is really overrated. You know, light painting, light painting is like a fingerprint. Every single one is different. Every single one is different. You know, and yeah. You know. <clears throat> yeah, no, it's fascinating. Uh, we could we could talk the social media thing, and and you you mentioned the oil slick, and it's funny uh, you mentioned this analogy because. I just uh, bought uh, some things. In fact, it's right here. It's a it's a marbling kit, and it's, nice. it's an old jo Japanese uh, Zen uh, mastery of sumi nagashi. And you, what you do is you take ink and you put it in water and you make rings. And you take oil and you and you dip the brush exactly to the center of the bullseye, and the and the soap will push out the rings exactly how you're talking about. Now, Dennis. For this week's special technique that I want to share with everyone, I am going to put this in a clear tub, put a GoPro or a waterproof camera at the bottom, and I'm going to light paint from through the water. Mm. And I'm going to do this in the comforts of my own home. And wow. like you, I find tranquility. I find uh, wisdom in water, in the ocean. Okay, and I want to talk about the ocean real quick. Uh, I, I find that I am so connected to water and something about me submersing myself in the softness of water that makes me relax. It makes me center and it, it opens up something inside me that downloads a lot of creativity and I get 99% of my ideas from water. Tell me about your connection with the ocean and water and liquid light tools. Oh my God, right? So liquid light is, is hilarious. It was, um, it was about, like, I, I think one of the things that happens when, when you have been around for a bit, like I, I, I remember when I, when I um, uh, first discovered orbs, right, on, on Flickr, you know, pe people, people, people connect me with, Orbs because that was kind of how I got into light painting. But I learned the technique from a whole lot of guys on Flickr, you know, 10 years ago who were doing them, you know, and, and so and I'm always really honest about that. I, I, I stand on the shoulders of giants when it comes to spinning orbs. But what happens is when, when, you, when, you, when you're into light painting as much as I am, you're always trying to find new things. You're trying to put, so, so you do with it, everyone's doing orbs and it's cool, so you go and do a new thing. So, you, you know, we, we um, you know, we came up with the idea for flutes and it's a new thing. And so we, we make those and we do that. And then there's a thing. And so you're constantly pushing the boundaries. And, and for me, I get the, ex I get excited around uh, light painting when I discover a new thing. Right. So I got to this point about four years ago where I was like, well, what else is there? You know, like wh where, where can it sort of be? And, and, um, uh, I, I'd, I'd seen some light painting around water. So Bernard in, in Germany, he he had done some work uh, around water and stuff, and and I saw his stuff and I was like, oh, I really like that. And I'm I'm uh, I'm not lucky. I made a good choice, but I live right near the beach, so I'm I literally can walk to the beach in my in my shorts and come back dry. 
and it's a beautiful beach here here in South Australia it gets really hot and so there were these beautiful nights and so I was going into the water and then one night I was like wow I got my wife got it down by the water and said focus on me and and went in there and just got put a blade in the water and was going like this boom it was yeah. like I knew the first time I saw that it was a green blade come out of the water and this swished this this water flipped off the edge and it was like an explosion inside of me. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. And so I was just like, wow, you couldn't get me out of the water. I was in the water and just destroying tripods and bits and pieces. And, and, and what happened is I went through this whole summer of just getting in the water and just doing heaps of heaps and heaps of liquid light. <clears throat> And it didn't take off. Like, I was posting all these photos and I still wasn't seeing anyone doing it. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Well, I wonder why. And then I was like, duh, what a dick. Like, the reason is because, you know, who wants to take their tripod in the ocean? Yeah. And yeah. the cameras, I use Olympus cameras, right? So they're weather sealed. So I was just like, hands out of the water, rah, and these cameras, and there's salt all over them. It just didn't matter. But anyway, so it's been three summers now. And and the other, the other, the other reason I realised that people were struggling with it was that taking light painting tools in the water is really complex, right? So I designed uh, a set of tools, right? So the liquid light tools, um, which took me so long to develop, man. Like it, it, it's really complicated designing something. I happen to have one here, you know. Like here's a here's a three D printed. This is the the basis of one of the tools. Designing something like that that will hold the right torch and, and be strong, you know, you're screwing stuff in, it's got to be strong enough and it's got to be waterproof. It took me like about a year to get it right. But then I realized, well, now there's no excuse. I know I've been selling like just, I can't, I can't, but my 3D printer is it's just about the bearings are wearing out. It's just punching these things out because what it is is people now can take tools into the water and have a go. And it's um, it's just been gorgeous because you're right, man. Water is this freeing place. When I'm in the water doing my liquid light stuff, oh my god, it's like because you you're alone. Like you you you, there's maybe someone over there or there's maybe someone over there, and you're in there just and it's so freeing, you know. And it's dark, like everyone's gone home, so you're there on your own. You can yell and scream, uh, and and. It's a massive amount of fun, and it's so freeing. And for me, man, it was it it, it was like something really fresh and new. Like it was, I I had taken, I took it and and pushed the boundaries really hard with that. And now, cool. Like other people, other people are having a crack, um, which is really neat. We had we 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 did a uh, the Light Painting World Alliance Australian tour three years ago, and there was a night. There was me, Rob Turney. And Patrick Rashon, right? So Patrick, who who's never light painted outside the studio, when he told us that, it was a bad move. We had him in alleyways and bits and pieces. And when we came to South Australia, I dragged him into the water. He was having a great time. He was like seeing Patrick in the water like a kid. It was well, gorgeous. And I think I think overall that's kind of why we light paint, because it brings us back to being a kid. This is the fountain of youth. People are searching high and low, left and right, under every rock for the fountain of youth. And it's right here at their hands. It's right inside of their head and inside of their heart. And all we have to do is connect that through light. 
That's it. That's it. And, and then the cool thing is, is that it's whatever you make it. Because photography, the photography community in general, is so full of wankers who are like, um, oh, well, that's not a good landscape. Oh, this isn't a good thing or that. You know, like we, there's none of that. There's none of that. You, you, People ask me who comes to my workshop. It's not teenagers, man. No teenagers come to my workshops. My workshops are full of 55 to 65-year-old women. And what it is, is they they don't have, you know, they, they, they have, there's a lot of men. I don't, you know, anyone who's listened to this who's been to my workshop, but, you know, they're the core of, of my workshop attendees because they tend not to be so restrained as guys. Their egos are a bit more fluid, um, so they don't mind jumping around like a banana. Whoa! Um, but, uh, you know, what it is, is they're, they're keen on photography and they see this, this whole thing opens up for them. It's like, whoa, you know, for 50 years I've been at the camera club doing, you know, black and white, uh, you know, rule of thirds, and, you know, landscape. You know, and now they've discovered this thing where they, they get, the, they, are, they are, you know, I give them permission to run around like a banana in the dark so no one knows who's doing the yelling and screaming. And you're right, I get to the end of workshops and it's like people have got 10 years younger. I have given them, yeah, like every, every hour, it's like an, every hour you light paint, you get younger. I come about two years. But yeah, it's gorgeous, man. It, it, is, it is a freeing... And people are less judgmental, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. In, in the community. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dennis, I want to segue into uh, a question I've been tr uh, meeting to ask you a long time. What is your spirit animal? Oh my God. I reckon a black panther, man. Like, a, you know, yeah. I just pulled a card for you the other day because I was channeling with you. I was thinking about the podcast. I was thinking about you. I pulled the Jaguar. Out of all of the cards, I pulled that's a jack wire. I think that's the animal I'm in. Like the black, show me. Like the black. Okay, one second. One second. Oh my God, that is the animal. That's ridiculous. Yes. Uh. But then I'm trying to like, okay, what is the what is the connection? And I think I mentioned it before. Dude, these panthers are tenacious. Yeah. And we'll combine tenacity with love and passion. You are unstoppable. You are invincible. And there is nothing that you can do to stop you from spreading this beautiful art form, brother. And so. You tell me. i got a question for you. So, you know, we, we in, in this modern, I, I, I ask myself all the time, like, what's next? And I don't mean what's next in the in the art form, because it, it, no one can determine that. I mean, it's just going all over the place, which is so exciting. And the more people we have in the community, the more vibrant and, and crazy stuff will get. But weird, like, in, in what you're doing here with me now and in the awesome podcasts that have been gone so far, I feel like it, this is a beautiful way to connect with the community, right? Because they get to see and experience what it means. Like they, they get that third dimension to the, to the artwork now. Like it, it's, it's, What, 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 as a community, where, where do we take this? Like, what you're doing is so incredible, man. Like, where do you think, where do you think the technology will lead us? Do you think there'll be, like, do you think, 
we're recording this and putting it online now so it goes live like is there a is there a live thing we do or i don't know what do you what do, where do you see yeah the next five years of communication around light painting I, I would love to see it go into sort of an online school. I know you have online mentoring and I wanted to ask you and see how that's going. I'm very interested in, in learning about that. I think that I could offer something similar um, from, my, from my network. Um, and so I really think that as we become more digital and you're sitting in South Australia, I'm sitting in Portland, Oregon, and here we are talking about what we love and we're teaching and learning and giving and receiving uh, if we can actually have more of these conversations, you know, uh, basically this, you know, Dennis, this podcast started because of meetups that I would go and I would find other light painters that speak my vernacular, that that understand the terminology um, and understand what I'm actually even talking about. And, and then that's like a wave that hits another wave. And then this wave hits that wave. And next thing you know, you're you're in new territory that no one's ever thought of before. And, and that's really where I want, hopefully, technology is to, to break down the barriers that we find between us. And I really hope that uh, technology can build more galleries and we can get away from having Instagram as our main platform to share our art. I want people to see this viscerally. I want to know the physical and emotional reaction when somebody sees my piece of art, I want to know how it makes them feel. I want to know how it inspires them. I want to know uh, what it makes them think of, how, it, how they can relate to this. And like you said before, Instagram doesn't do any of that in, in a way, in a way. Not like you can see when you go into an art museum and you get that feeling of the artist and, and all the work that it went to put into it and the thought. So, so to answer your question, I really hope that technology can bring us closer together. I think, I hope it can break down barriers. I hope that it brings more meetups. I hope it brings more education and love. I, re I wonder if there's a thing, I, I wonder, like I, I always think about Facebook Live. Like I'm talking to you on this HD monster camera. I often think about setting it up in the corner and just turning it on for an hour and saying at, at midnight Adelaide time, I'm doing a, a one hour live session. And, and have someone here assisting me taking questions and just answering them and having, you know, in front of me here is a big 50 inch screen, you know, and having some images. Like I wonder, I, I, I because there's so much value in this, there's so much value in, in people genuinely connecting, genuinely seeing the energy or, or, or what's coming from someone and, and you know, the, the, um, so in answer to your question, you know, I set up, I, I bought this camera and set up the thing for the mentoring. Um, yeah, look, it's not really a thing. Uh, I, 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 I don't know what I was expecting. Uh, I, I attached a cost to it. Um, I, I'm, I've, I've considered removing that. I've considered, uh, but, but, but then it would need to be a more universal thing. And so whether that is a, a Facebook Live thing or if there's another live thing, I would love to try that actually, man, like like set it up in the corner of the room. Um, but no, it, 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 it's, and the, look, the honest answer to your question is it's not really a thing. Uh, it's, it's a service that I have there. If, someone's, if someone genuinely, uh, I, I've got about four or five sessions lined up. Um, I, I, I know what we would do in those sessions. We'd yeah. be doing this. I'd be looking at people going, you know, you are good enough. You know, you, yeah. 
stop stop doubting your light painting and just go and do a shit ton more and do it for you do not yeah do do fuck likes like i i don't i gave up a long time ago caring what the interaction was on my stuff because the thing is is that i i by the nature of my business i spend about ten thousand dollars a year with facebook right it's just the nature of what i do that's reducing exponentially because i'm not doing many events anymore but they were good, well-spent dollars. The problem is, the second you stop spending with the man, they just choke your feed. Like, no one sees my shit anymore because I don't. I've got this thing. I'll share this with you. And for anyone who's watching that is into into what what I do, so into sharing their work or, or teaching or whatever, right? So uh, do, I want everyone to do this experiment. For, for like a day, think about your photography knowing that at 9 a.m. tomorrow morning, there will be no more social media. What? 9 a.m. tomorrow morning, it's all being switched off. No Instagram, no Facebook, no Twitter, no uh, Snapchat, any TikTok, nothing. It's all being switched off tomorrow. Do you still have a business, right? Do you still have a, a connection, right? And so a whole lot of really awesome things happen when you do that. You go back and you double check your website. <laughs> yeah, you make sure your website is looking solid, right? Because people are going to find you. They're going to go there. That's where they can see your galleries. And you, when you mentioned galleries before, mine is woefully out of date, right? But you got to do that. Um, is your email, like I have a solid email. I have 2,000 people on my email database, right? And every time I send an email out, I get less than 1%. Like let, normally it's one, two, three, four people unsubscribe. And that is astonishing for a 2000 person database. It means that people are, uh, I, you know, pe people are, are like what I'm sending them. Traditional forms of marketing, traditional forms of communication have got to be, uh, you know, you got to do that. And meetups, man, we have a solid crew here in South Australia. Like we punch above our weight that I can get 120 people on the beach just by going, I'm going to be on the beach, you know, doing a bit of come and see what it's all about. Do more of that. You know, people, 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 it's not hard. Reach out to your photographic communities, reach out to other light painters. You know, the lightpainting.com guys uh, have created an astonishing resource with, with their maps. You know, get in there, look around, find out who's in your local area and just meet up. Shit, man, we go out some nights. We don't even do any light painting. We end up standing around talking shit, you know, and, and it's it's just beautiful. And and it's and it's safe, you know, it's a yeah. safe place to be. Yeah. Go you know, going back to your uh, technology question real quick, I also thought about doing a Facebook live uh, thing or or even a panel where I could field uh, you know, people would write in a DM and say, yeah. Hey Dennis, uh, for your painting behind your shoulder. You know, where were you? What were your camera settings? Uh, how long did the how long did the spin take? Were you meditating while you were spinning? Um, you know, do you count every time you spin? Do you count one, two, three, four, five? I do. Do you spin frontwards and backwards? I mean, there's like a thousand different questions that people could ask, and it could be it could be technical questions, it could be light painting questions, it could be creative process, could be printing, it could be business, it could be I am a little bit scared to face. Um, people at the camera, how do I face my fear in public speaking? Because public speaking is a humongous fear. Um, 
So we could go days and days with your knowledge. Uh, this is why the podcast is going so well, um, you know, about these kind of things. You know, You've inspired me, man. You've inspired me. Let's do it. Let, let's, I, I, I want to set up in this room here. And I, I don't even really know what it would look like, but it would have to be cool. Like people could, you do, you do it live and people, you just, adver, you, you, you advertise it two days out. You say to people, we're doing a light, and you, you'd tear it up so it was kind of a sensible time in, in the real world, not in, the, in Adelaide. Uh, and, and you say, yeah, I'm going to do a one-hour Facebook Live. Would you send in the questions first? I don't know, but it would be awesome to try it. Well, I think the idea was to collect the, uh, the questions during the week or a few days ahead so you have a list in case there wasn't that much um, uh, integration while the thing is going. I also, to, to up the stakes, which if you know me, Dennis, and I think a little bit after this podcast, I'm always wanting to up the stakes. I yeah. always want to push the boundaries. I always want to do something different and new and exciting because that's how we grow, right? right. And I'm not afraid to fail because I actually enjoy failing because that means I tried something new that didn't work. That means that I'm thinking. And that if I'm thinking, that means I'm alive. And if I'm alive, then I'm living, right? And that's what the whole purpose of this life is, is to feel alive. You and so, what I, Dennis, what I want to do at the end is to, to raise the bar, is I yeah. want to have a wheel that has eight different light painting techniques on it. And I spin the wheel at the end and be like, you know what? It could be light blading with uh, intricate pin work, or it could just be light painting portrait, or it could be tube spins, or yeah. it could be light flute. Cool. Look, we, 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 um, I'm with you, you know, and, and it's interesting, it's interesting, you know, we, you talk about failing, you know, people don't see the failures. <laughs> Maybe they, it'd be nice if they did. I, I've got, I've got these two massive plastic, massive plastic containers full of prototypes with, with tools. Like you only see the tools that you see on my shop or you see me selling is about one fifth of stuff that either didn't work, didn't, didn't survive being beaten shit out of them or or um just didn't work like like there's always same with the images i go away some nights you don't even know i was away because you don't see the images because i came back and i like forgot my remote or just <laughs> the mood you know pe yep. people okay so here's when we'll record this on the podcast mate you and i are going to manage some facebook live sessions for the yep. community I love it. I would love to do that. I'll set it up. I know your plate is full. I'll invite you. All you have to do is show up and answer questions, um, and I'll take care of everything else. Yeah, my, my, my plate just got cleared two weeks ago. I'm, I'm, I want to do more of this, and I've got the space to do it now. You know, I want to be, I want to be, um, uh, you know, I want to use the technology. This new building, I have an internet speed that was is eight times faster than what I had at my other studio. Like I, I'm, I can do this. Cool. I can do it. You can do it. Yes. Okay, Dennis. A couple final questions. We're already okay. close to the hour mark, and it feels like we've been only talking for ten minutes, which just attests to how much this <laughs> podcast is going uh, so well for us. Um, Let's go. Dennis, what song are you going to add to the light painting collaborative podcast? What song pumps you up either during, before, after? What What's your song you're going to add? Oh, my God. I rain Girl by uh, Make It. Make It, Rain Girl, Make It, Rain. 
Uh, Rain, it's Rain Girl. By, right. I think it's, I'll, I'll send you the link, but it's Rain Girl is my go-to. I listen to that on my headphones when I'm coming off or on planes. <laughs> I can't wait to hear it, man. I can't wait to add it to the list. Uh, for all the listeners out there, there is a Spotify playlist of, of all the guests. Uh, they have their favorite song on there. It's, it's a very eclectic, beautiful mix uh, from all over the world, uh, which is how exactly it should be. Um, Dennis, obviously, uh, we have so much in common and, uh, being a master teacher, it's been, it's been the highest honor to have, uh, the, the master teacher here talking with us today. If I opened up a Hogwarts for light painters to teach the youth, the young Padawans that want to spread this light when we're gone, what are you going to come back and teach? Oh man, I'm going to teach, uh, I'm going to teach people how to spin an orb. Yeah. Because... Because what happens, you know, every time, every time I spin an orb, every single time, I'm wrapping myself in light. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm in the center, and and it's it's protective, it's illuminating, it's projecting the light out from me, and and it's meditative. You know, I think it's one of the few forms that it's just like, it's just rhythmic and beautiful, and. You know, sometimes I catch myself so in the zone, I forget how many times I've spun or got around. And it's like, just go again. And yes. you suddenly go around again and it even gets better. But yeah, that's me, man. I'll be there, I'll be, I'll be there spinning up a storm. Well, my friend, I, I cannot wait for this day to come, whether it be in, in Australia, whether it be in the United States, whether it be maybe in Western Europe. Uh, and I don't care where it is, I'm ready to make this happen. Um, and only together can we uh, can we make this happen, brother. As a as a community, and you you are thank you, Aaron. You 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 are. It's such a it's such a pleasure to be and do totally, man. You're My friend, good. I can't wait to have the next podcast with you. Until then, congratulations on all success, Dennis. How do we Thanks. find your artwork? How do we find your products? I'm going to put links in the description. Um, the website is the best place. BallofLight.com.au is is the place I try and keep together. Um, and and on Instagram, you know, Facebook is a toxic place. It's a it's a, necess it's a necessary evil. But yeah, the website and 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 my uh, email email database is a great place to be. But yeah, I'm everywhere and I'm always available, man. Like I I try and answer every question that comes to me. Um, yeah, I just I just want people to learn and, and feel safe. I, I couldn't agree more, and I can't wait to sit on this open-fielded panel with you uh, in the next few weeks, my friend. So congratulations, Dennis. Thanks, man. I'll talk to you soon. Peace, love, and light. Woo!